0: Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's.
0: Find Reese's now at a store near you.
1: Hello and beyond, everyone. Welcome to episode 803. I am your unexpected host, Jada Griffin, and we're going to be breaking down more stuff we saw at last week's Sony Showcase. We're going to be discussing the Project Q where the hell all the Sony exclusives were hiding during the showcase, as well as some Metal Gear and some, one of my most anticipated releases, Street Fighter VI, since it's nearly here. And, but before we get into that, IGN Summer of Gaming is here. Throughout June, IGN is your one-stop destination for all the biggest gaming events. Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, the Xbox Games Showcase, Ubisoft Forward, and so much more. Expect world premiere trailers, announcements, gameplay, and plenty of surprises. Be sure to check IGN.com for the full Summer of Gaming schedule so you don't miss a second of it. Now to break down everything we're talking about today, I'm joined by a lovely cast this week. We have Taylor Lyles, Benjamin Watts, nice. and Jeffrey Vega. Hello, everybody. How are you?
2: Hello, Beyond. Everybody
3: It's excited to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. You're Definitely
0: not. not.
1: You're, you're not contractually. You are not allowed to be on both a PlayStation and a Nintendo podcast.
3: So See, here's uh, the thing: is I, 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 I bribed Akeem to let me take a spot. Uh, hmm. It's not because he's busy. I just really have a lot of money in my, in my bank account. You are famously rich. Yeah, yeah. He
4: did a fifty dollar handshake to Akeem and say, "Hey, let me let me go on to Beyond today." Yeah.
2: <laughs> and still, was like, that's not enough money.
3: Yeah, but I'm going to need all the money I can get, though, because there's going to be a lot of PlayStation games we're going to be talking about today.
1: <laughs> that is true. We have what? a lot of games to talk about. Um, and although I'm not excited to have Jeffrey on the show, I'll still have him anyways, because four is a better number than three, um, as we all know when it comes to co-op games. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> the first big thing we're going to talk about today is the playstation showcase sure showed a lot of third party and xbox games during their showcase which was kind of a you know we were expecting a big sony like blowout like their 2016 showcase where we got just game after game after game just all the big players coming out um and this the showcase didn't really have that we got a lot of we got a we got spider-man we got some metal gear um we got you know a couple other big ones but like really it felt like it was a very much a third-party showcase which is you know more typical for a state of play than a showcase uh taylor how'd you feel about this showcase afterwards
4: um you know i went to read i went back and rewatched it and i was like huh it was okay and i say that mostly as a bitter psvr2 fan Where's Firewall Ultra? That's what I'd like to know. The game's supposed to be coming out this year. I was like, we haven't really seen anything yet. I don't even know when it's coming out. Give us more details. Sony, come on, please. Yeah, like their PSVR
1: 2 lineup has definitely left us wanting ever since the release of the PSVR 2. Ben, how about you? How did you feel about the showcase?
2: Yeah, I think it it kind of sits in that realm of it was just kind of fine. You know, we do expect so much from these showcases since they're so
0: infrequent
2: that we wanted some big unexpected things. Now sure yeah, we get the metal gear, you know, solid delta or whatever it's being called. It's metal gear but, triangle. Right. Yeah, no, metal yeah. gear triangle yeah. to be
1: followed up by metal <laughs> gear square. <laughs> whoa well,
3: that's how they going to square a circle? circle. D- the other one? Well, cross, right? I was going to say X, Whoa. but PlayStation calls it yeah, cross, cross, okay? Yeah. So let's, let's, <laughs> Absolutely. let's make sure we yeah. get the, the vocabulary right. But we were expecting some really
2: big surprises that just didn't happen. Uh, that really, if it wasn't for uh, MSG Delta, there, there were no big, big surprises. And so it was just kind of disappointing uh, overall to not have that feeling and walking away. But oh, like it's, it's still like a it was just fine. So this is kind of where we left it. I have my favorites. But um yeah. I don't know. Could have done better.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh Jeffrey, how about you? I know you're a big f- proponent of uh foam stars. That was your your game of the show for you? Mm-hmm. I
3: <laughs> I actually really did love foam stars. I know it was kind of like the 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 sort of easy joke, but how it's just like Splatoon for PlayStation. But uh Oh, no, it's not, but okay. Keep, keep going. <laughs> Look, it's it's soapy, it's fun. Who doesn't like being clean, right? Uh <laughs> Splatoon the is English.
1: sort of the Splatoons do the opposite of cleaning. They they make it <laughs> so... messy. <laughs>
4: Exactly. It's yeah. Basically, it's- power wash simulator. It's exactly. Yeah, that's what it is.
3: <laughs> yeah. So it's like kind of like you play platoon on your Nintendo Switch, and then you jump onto Foam Stars and you clean it up, and it's 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 great. I'm really excited. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I would say for me, uh, the thing I was most excited about the showcase was. Uh, the, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in a bit, the uh, PlayStation Project Q. I love that after <laughs> this full hour of games uh, being announced and, and kind of surprises and fun things, that Jim Ryan is just like, oh yeah, we're doing a handheld device again. It's streaming, but yeah. Anyway, here's Spider-Man now, and, and when you and I watched that on our uh, our uh, TikTok watch party, I, in the video, I'm like, did they just announce a handheld? Like, I, I know it's streaming, yeah. It's HD, but, but it's just so random. It comes out this yeah. year? Yeah. yeah. So the year is over. Year. <laughs> the year is over. It's yeah. December 2023
2: today. But then when you learn <laughs> the specifics of the device, it makes very little sense. I don't know who the product is for. Right,
3: but we can talk about that in a second. But I will say, very excited for Metal Gear Solid 3, Metal Gear Solid Delta I guess it's not three, even though it is the yeah. third one. Although technically Steak Eater is kinda the first <laughs> the first game in the story of solid, of not Salt Steak, sorry, Big bo- or sorry, Naked Steak. Oh, I'm gonna get canceled. Yeah. Um and I'm excited for Spider-Man, obviously. Uh but yeah, I I I looked. I think this was a, a, a fun showcase. Uh it's it's look, I'm I'm playing another big video game right now on my handheld that's not Project Q. Uh to the Kingdom. Uh <laughs> say it right How dare mind. you? Tears how dare Kingdom. you, sir? How uh, dare you. So I'm okay. I'm okay to wait until Spider-Man in the fall. Like I don't need anything big in the summer. We're 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 occupied. So Jim Ryan, I know you're watching right now. Uh I'm excited for Foam Stars.
1: Yeah. And I mean we got a lot of stuff, good stuff that's coming this summer. I mean, we got Final Fantasy 16 that's just around the corner. Street Fighter 6, like I said at the beginning of the top of the show, that's out on Friday. Um I can't, I can't wait for that. Um, there's a lot of good stuff that's going to keep us busy until Spider-Man gets here. And I think Spider-Man will keep us busy until Sony's ready to maybe announce some other stuff. Um, we got 34 games during the showcase, one peripheral, the Project Q, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, so only six of them had actual release dates. Ten of them are scheduled for this year, and the rest are 2024 or TBD. And a dozen of those are going to Xbox. So, like, that's kind of the stat breakdown on those. Um, but, yeah, it's just definitely... I was definitely more hyped on the showcase right after watching it after going back and re-watching because i don't get to really watch showcases when i'm doing live panels like i'm watching it taking notes i'm also monitoring chat talking to people um so you know i think it was a solid b b minus kind of a showcase um i think there's enough third-party stuff that's in there that was um has me sold on playing down the road so we'll see Hopefully Sony brings the fire in the next one. Um, Let's talk about the queue. um, Because we have a lot of cues for the queue. Um, Nice. (laughs) I I mean, it writes itself. It writes itself. Uh, That honestly was, that one was probably, I think that was written by Max Scoville. So thank you, Max, for uh, you know, if you watch this episode, which I know you do, you watch all the episodes you're not on. So thank you for leaving me with that little bit of humor to make me seem funnier than I actually am. Um... So it's rumored to have three to four hours of battery life, uh, requires a stable Wi-Fi connection, uh, streams from your PS5, not the cloud, um, and no price point, but out sometime this year is kind of the information that we have on it. So, um, you know, as Ben said, like, who is this for? Like is this for the person who really loved the wii u and just really needed a second screen to play their games instead of on the tv um is this for the person who has too many kids at home that keep taking up the tv watching i don't know coco melon or whatever on netflix to where they need to like i want to play god of war but i can't do that because it's coco melon time i, I don't know god of
2: war, but i'm watching too much coco melon <laughs>
3: inside, inside you there maybe, are
2: maybe. i don't know what the research they did they said more people in their home just don't have access to the tv but they have ps5 so they need to stream it somehow show me that research because <laughs> this device is for nobody i don't understand why this even exists in the form that it does if it, if i can't leave the house be able to take my games with me on a, on a portable device. Why do we even have it? Because you can do the same thing with your phone. Yep.
4: And when you're 13,
2: I believe legally you get a phone. Is that, that am is, I wrong?
4: That, is that
1: is patently is, false. I
4: think it was a <laughs> law that I like to think socially fast. that's, that's acceptable. <laughs> socially it's very true.
1: <laughs> Court of law probably wouldn't hold up.
4: Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a
1: very kind of crazy device. Um, we got, we also got to look at these little earbuds we got on there. And I love the earbuds. Like, Uh, I am totally down for some earbuds, you know, we talked about it, like, those are on the show last week, but the earbuds look great, I love the little case that they hide in, like, fantastic, like, way to, like, overshadow the actual cooler thing by giving it less screen time than this bigger thing. Um, uh, (laughs) the only thing I could really see this Project Q device being good for is if they gave it the ability to be an actual second screen experience thing, kind of like how the Wii U did. To where when you were playing like nintendo land and other games like that where one person would be playing on the handheld uh like screen and it would have different controls and do different things that could affect the other people playing on the tv i don't foresee project q doing that based on what how they've described it so far um i would also love it if it was if i could use it as a controller when i'm playing final fantasy 14 on my ps5 and use it as like a digital keyboard to where i could just type while also still having oh. controls that would be really cool yeah features but we haven't heard anything on that um taylor you're kind of our tech you're one of our big tech people at IGN. like wh- what's the project cue to you like do you see it doing anything
4: i i was asking the same qu- question ben was asking i was like who's this for <laughs> <laughs> i mean i will say i'm i'm actually glad that it's not really a um a like a cloud gaming device but rather just a Basically, an overglorified remote play device, which again feels redundant when people have smartphones. Uh, I have a lot of questions, uh, but specifically, what I found interesting about it was that it's got an LCD display. I don't know. I kind of wish it was like an IPS. I wasn't expecting an OLED. I think that would have just bumped up the price absurdly high mm. for a device that can't even play cloud stuff. But mostly, I'm just kind of wondering, like, who is who are they marketing this towards? Because if the whole goal is to you know play, you know. PS5 games in your bedroom and you're just like laying in bed but oh the PS5's downstairs or somebody is using it to watch I don't know Succession or something then oh yeah well I can still mm-hmm. play I'll play Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart I'll play it on this Project cube because we don't know what it's called yet but I, I don't know I, I it seems like a decentralized device to me but I don't think we know enough about it to really say something definitively outside of the fact that like oh it's just a basically a remote play device that's really what it is yeah <laughs> Jeffrey, I will, how I may... will say that i was gonna oh, say sorry. jeffrey
1: how many uh, back backyard deals have you done to like to fund your purchase of the project Q? because we know you're buying one day one
3: i am yeah i i will come to the the defense a little bit of it i i did i made a tiktok on on our ign account about uh the project Q, and every comment was overwhelmingly negative they were like this why would i ever buy this and yeah it's definitely a luxury device i feel especially if it's like streaming from your PS5. I mean, like there are times I have my PS5 in my living room, and I'm usually in my uh, room because I have roommates. Because I'm I'm 15 years old. Um, look, LA's expensive, all right. Um, and uh, I will. I I wish I could. I, I don't want to move my PS5 back and forth. That thing is heavy, and I'm very weak. And I. Like the idea of being able to play it. And yes, remote play has always existed on on the phone. You can play Spider-Man, the PS5 remastered right now on your phone if you want to. The PlayStation, Sony sells like officially licensed like Backbone, you know, you can make your own whatever this Project Q thing is. But I will say uh, it is cool that the device will have uh, the DualSense features. You'll have the haptic feedback. I mean, you'll have this handheld thing, which is cool. I mean, they literally chopped the controller in half. But I, I just I, I feel like it, it's it's something where it, it's got to be cheap. It has to be cheap. There's no way this thing is going to be more than a switch because I think oh. that PlayStation made this because of the Switch. I know the Switch has been out for like six plus years, and they're like, we should have something that's handheld. And then all the comments on IG and social were like, just make the PS Vita too, make a PSP 2. like make a dedicated hardware. But that I don't think I think those days are over. I think Nintendo kind of cornered the market on like, dual hybrid and, and whatever future Switch successor will still be a hybrid console. And I think Sony just wants to be in that race, which is fine, and people will buy it. And it it's it's fun. Like, again, it, it's, it's the same thing with, like, the 3D audio headphones. Like, I never bought those. The earbuds are kind of cool, but, like, I don't need those. Like, if I'm able to just pair, you know, whatever AirPods or something with it, I can play it, but... This if this thing is more than like, okay, how much is a dual sense controller? Those are like eighty dollars, like seventy five, sure. whatever, sixty or seventy five,
1: um, depending on like the edition. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the screen is like uh, hundred. I'm, I'm just making 100. up prices. <laughs> All right, here's a tech breakdown <laughs> that we have no idea how we can know. Um, if this thing is more than two hundred dollars, Sony's crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry, there, there's just no way that that to to play this only in your house. Yeah. But well, uh, here's
4: my point of contention that I have for for both the ear. Well. First off, I'm not going to lie. The earbuds really threw me off because Sony, like it, you know, PlayStation's parent company, Sony makes a bunch of earbuds. I think they're all consistently good, mm-hmm. most for the most part, especially the most re- more recent entries. With when it comes to the device itself, I'm still trying to figure out like why why does this exist? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the way I, the more I think about it, the more I'm just kind of just wondering if I mean, obviously they want to they want to bring their their device their stuff more on the go, but wouldn't that kind of contradict itself when you think about the Steam deck, the Azu's rog ally, and the fact that Sony has been expanding in the PC gaming market in the last several years? It just this feels like self cannibalism to Sony's piece, especially with with devices like mm. the Steam deck and again, like I'm not saying they can't do these endeavors, but when it's basically just an over-glorified remote play device, I'm, just, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what the relevance of this is when I could just do this on my iPhone.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. I think I figured out the audience. It's for people with housemates. It's for, <laughs> pe- for kids who can't play it because their parents are watching su- Succession and for parents who can't play it because their kids are watching Cocoa Melon. That yeah, is you know. the only audience that <laughs> or people are They're buying this device <laughs> honestly this just seems like don't like honestly pull it all back don't put it out i don't think it's going to make money they're going to produce all these devices that just are just going to sit there it just there is not an audience for this jeffrey aside i know jeffrey he is not buying one of these devices
4: <laughs> at all
1: so Jeff, we, if he plays breath of the
4: wild he might he yes, might I'm or here's uh, the Kingdom. <laughs> no <laughs> if a, they can play honestly, both of those open
1: worlds other games he'll buy it <laughs> So Jeffrey, yeah, you said I it, want to play you, last... so price wise. Jeffrey, you said it has to be under two hundred dollars. Like it, you said,
0: it's it, got to be two
1: hundred at max, right?
3: Yeah, one ninety nine is like that would be shocking. But if it's over two hundred, no way. I'll, I'll play. I'll get a Steam Deck and play Last of Us Part Two on that. Like there's just or, or Part One, sorry. Uh, there's just no way. Like a, a ten eighty screen the Switch is two ninety nine, right? It's not going to be more than a Switch because the Switch is a dedicated device, a console. Uh, But i can't see it being 150 because then it's like because if you could use it as a remote control like how jada you said about having Mm -hmm. customizable thing oh yeah that that will sell way better if you're able to like not hack it but like you know customize it and stuff like that but if it's going to be this like 250 dollars like everyone's going to laugh sony out of the room and nobody wants that we all love sony we love playstation but like this is such a weird thing. And, and, and I'm worried that it will be more than $200 because the way they announced it in the showcase, they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, we got a handheld coming. Anyway, <laughs> there definitely, what was, been definitely for. was a lack yeah. of
1: buildup on it. Uh, Taylor, uh, Ben, what do you guys think price point wise?
2: Uh, if it's not around, like, honestly, like $120. But even then, <laughs> no even way. if it was $50, I still don't know why I am owning it. That's a like, cheap sense. <laughs> <problem. laughs> That's I mean that's if, so cheap. Cheap. That if they come out with it it's 50 bucks, bucks like, and it's I cheaper it. then
1: yes i i see that's there's the audience the cheap people um so, how about you taylor it's like, I, yeah.
4: I mean look i yeah see I, again i would i could all i could defend it maybe a little bit more if it was a cloud gaming device because i know some people don't think phones are great for cloud gaming but this is just a remote play device so yeah. if i had to say a price right now knowing what i know about hardware that playstation like playstation hardware made post ps5 thinking about the fact that it's an lcd screen for some reason i see this being 250 300 for some weird reason which i think is still too much unfortunately but i that (gasps) seems to make the most sense to me yeah
1: price wise that's where i'm where i'm in line with as well i think 250 is going to be the price point for this if i had to guess off the top of my head based on what's included and what we're getting with it um also Keep in mind, we just got the DualSense Edge controller earlier this year, which still retails for 200 and comes with all those extra bells and whistles like programming stuff. So, like mm, but does we it know, come with a screen, so it does not come with a screen, Professor <laughs> Um But <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's you know it's going to be crazy if they come out any higher than 250. I would really hope they can get it to the 200 dollars price point. I think you might get some people who are willing to take a roll of the dice on it for that. But I think above that, I think it's Gonna have a tough time reading reaching some good uh saturation in the market. Speaking of saturation or lack thereof, the Sony showcase did not have a whole lot of Sony exclusives. Um we didn't get we got Spider-Man too, but where was The Last of Us? Where was whatever Sucker Punch is working on? Where is whatever? Um, obviously, I'm not expecting anything from Sony Santa Monica or Guerrilla because we just got Horizon DLC and God of War Ragnarok last year. Um, but Asobi, Bend, Bluepoint, Housemark—like, there's so many other PlayStation studios that we could have got a teaser, and it would have—I think it would have like really helped rally the cause around this Sony show showcase. Like, where were these studios? Like. I mean, yes, we got a lot of third-party stuff. It's great. Um, and then right after, what was it, like a day or the next day, we got the uh, Naughty Dog um, post about, hey, so um, the, and the multiplayer needs more time. We're slowing development on it because we're figuring it out. It needs the, the type, I'm paraphrasing here, um, but we need the time to make it look good. Um, I, was, I would have been happy with a third piece of concept art three years in a row, I guess, but we didn't even get that. Um, I, I want to see what this multiplayer game looks like because there's a lot of hype that they've been building up around it and what it could potentially mean for a first-party Sony, show, uh, Sony title to become a multiplayer competitor. Um, so, like, what happened there? Like, I don't know. Like, Jeffrey, what are your thoughts? Where are the, where, where are the first parties? Where are they hiding them? Where are they hiding Ye-
3: You know, the the last of us multiplayer game, the the concept art, I would love to see a third concept art of just like a dorm room just, you know, like from the first game. Everything's destroyed and there's just an unused Sony project Q handheld (laughs) covered in dust and like vines, like just like cordyceps all over it. And look, it breaks the continuity to be sure because it was 2013, but <laughs> it makes, but sense. It makes yeah, sense, yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, yeah, I was I think I speak for a lot of people that we were very disappointed that we didn't see any teaser for the Last of Us multiplayer game. Uh, there was a big piece with Neil Druckmann last year, I believe, or earlier this year, you know, He's at like the head height head. of uh, of the HBO show, uh, and they were like, "It's coming! It's the biggest game Sony the, uh, the biggest game Naughty Dog's ever done! It's like the in some ways, the single-player experience of that, like there's going to be a story to the multiplayer game that they've teased a lot. And uh, I'm shocked that we didn't see anything of it. I mean, I'm not shocked anymore because they posted that they're pulling developers off the project, which doesn't sound great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's scary to think that you know a, a brand as established as Naughty Dog could jump into a live service type of game where live service games are so risky, you know? I mean, y- mm-hmm. you have Fortnite kind of thriving and people can only play so many live service games and it's really depressing when they shut down. And we, obviously, The Last of Us kind of faction, the factions game obviously shut down because, you know, PS3, whatever, but it's, it's scary to think that they can't find a way to make it have this longevity. And it's just so... It's a bummer because like I I want more Last of Us more than anyone and and they said they're working on another single player game but like I agree there there are a lot of you know because I know that there have been other showcases where they're like let's check out on this studio in this part of the world mm-hmm. and like even if it's just developers saying hi it's like hey we're working on this thing everything's blurred out I can't show you but it's just like exciting that they're obviously we know they're working on games but yeah. like even just something like. And, and I know so, Neil Druckman has said we've regretted not we've regretted showing Last of Us Part Two so early. So maybe I can understand why they don't want to do that again.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would like you said, it would have been nice to have something to build a little bit of confidence. Um, but instead, we got that notice uh, like a day or two later, along with like three or four other studios that all posted notices in the same day. It was a real weird day for gaming development, um, just to get all these like, "Hey, we're sorry. Hey, we're sorry. Hey." We're also sorry. Um, I don't know if they planned it that way, so it would take a little bit of the. Everybody wasn't focusing just on one of them. It was like a team effort. Um, but yeah, very interesting. H- uh, how about you, Ben? Like, were you expecting to see any other Sony exclusives, or were you upset any um, like I, we didn't get anything from someone?
2: Yeah. So from what I said before, I mean, you could gather that I was definitely expecting some big surprises. I thought they were going to really try and command this kind of uh, our summer, our, our expectations, kind of everything preemptively in the future. I thought they wanted to really own that. And this conference doesn't do that. Um, and speaking really to, you know, even The Last of Us Multiplayer, what that message they put out is a very negative message. Remember, when they put those out, that is the best they could make it sound. They, they're trying to make it sound super positive, but they say, it needs more time. We're delaying it. And we're taking resources away from it Because somebody doesn't see the value in putting those or keeping those resources on the project, so obviously they go, "Well, our next big money maker will be whatever the single player uh, experience from whatever game that is Mm -hmm. that they're working on," and so the multiplayer doesn't need that right now. So that that's scary if you're a big Last of Us fan, which I know, Jeffrey, I know that you are. Um, (laughs) I just heard you reach through my camera, (laughs) Um, but yeah. So there was like I didn't think we were going to get anything about the Wolverine game. You know, this year is all about Spider-Man for them. You know, if you go to the, if you go onto the PlayStation website, when they list the 20, like they've got an article, the 23 great games to look forward to, PlayStation put this out. Number one is Spider-Man. So they were going to make that the tent pole. They don't want anything taking away from how excited you need to be about that game. And the conference was very successful in getting us excited about that. But there's, you know, you know, do we know what's happening? You know, Sucker Punch Ghost of you seen me? ghost of tsushima 2 is that a thing is that still being worked on maybe they don't need to do this or just maybe is there going to be another showcase this year i think that could a huge possibility as we lead up into the holiday season holiday season is when consoles move Mm -hmm. so if they hold this summit they they just settle you in for spider-man once Spider-Man comes out in DVD full, they hit you with another showcase of why you need to be buying a PlayStation 5 this Christmas. And boom, that, that was their strategy all along. So maybe it was like, yeah, we're just, we're just focusing on Spider-Man right now. And the end of the year, that's when you're going to get Flooded with why you need to be owning a PlayStation 5.
1: That's actually a really good point, because I wouldn't be surprised if we see some type of Spider-Man collaboration with the console. Because we did that, we saw that with the PS4. We saw Spider-Man PS4 bundles that drops later down the road. Um so I wouldn't be surprised if they start doing Spider-Man 2 PS5 bundles. Like that could be and and do that.
2: Yeah, and also like the bundles, but also we can take the plates off the plate. When can I get some custom game plates? For my PS5 that are officially licensed. You don't. Please. You
1: don't want and the. You. you don't want to put the the purple and blue. You don't want to mismatch like purple and blue or okay. pink. Well, or... I, I
2: have already bought custom plates for it, but that is not the point. <laughs> the point is, I want custom Spider-Man ones I can just buy and put on. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Sidney. I, I expect Bye. some <laughs>
4: stickers of Spider-Man on go. it and then pretend like it's official. <laughs> just uh, just take your jacket off when you get home, use your
1: PlayStation 5 as a coat rack, and then it's mm-hmm. got Spider-Man plates right there, just like that. That's it. Just... I
2: just need an iron-on kind of plate kind of thing. I just yeah. want to, absolutely. I,
3: mean, I was actually <laughs> over at Ben's over, Ben's over the weekend, weekend, and it is PS5 so dusty. It actually had a spider, a web, on it. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. Yeah. That's, uh,
1: I that's very it. over up. I mean, oh. that's the best.
4: Oh, that's <laughs> as, as good as it's going to get. What <laughs> if it gave you Spidey powers? You'll never know, because you scored it
1: yep it's too late yeah you missed out on the whole
4: world of possibility
2: gigabyte drive. that's what happened to spider-man he squashed, squashed the, spider the spider under himself and then <laughs> I, I don't know i haven't said anything
1: um <laughs> taylor i definitely want to give you a chance to talk about like other stuff that was missing but i know also you were very let down by the psvr2 showing uh because but i know we at least got R- re4 vr which i know you're a big resident evil fan you did our review for resident evil 4 vr uh, or Resident Evil Village, if you are, excuse me.
4: I did both, um, but no, no, I did oh, both. Yeah, that's right. You did the original, you did the old
1: Resident Evil 4 before the remake The yeah. review. And now you did that Village as well. So chances are you'll probably be reviewing for remake if we do a review for that. Um, but either yeah. way, I'll
4: be playing it. Yep, yeah, there you go. Uh, how are you? How,
1: what What are your thoughts? Give me, go ahead.
4: Uh, yeah, I just, I mean, overall, again, where was Firewall Ultra? We know it's supposed mm-hmm. to be coming out this year. Where is it? We haven't really heard anything about it. Again, I'm still a little disappointed with the PSVR 2 showcase. I know we don't, I don't personally think we need AAA games, or every single PlayStation VR 2 game to be AAA, but at least having one or two that really kind of helps sell it, because you know, Call of the Mountain didn't really do it. Village, while a great mode, is still kind of clunky, and again like, if it's just a nice incentive to have if you bought it on PS5, it's not necessarily like a full roundup up experience like Resident Evil 4, uh, vr on the MetaQuest 2 and the other thing i was just curious about too is like today i saw that ratchet and clank rift apart got announced for pc why mm-hmm. was that not at the showcase this was literally last week why why did we not get that then yeah i was like there's just i'm so confused about that I'm, I'm wondering if like there just
1: wasn't enough to do a hey these games are coming to pc they weren't ready to announce more stuff that's coming to pc so they didn't want to like it was just this one thing coming to the PC, so like it wasn't enough to fit in the show and make sense. I mean, they still looped in that Project Q and the Gran Turismo commercial, but I feel like Ratchet would have fit in that block. But-
4: <laughs> I, I think, I say trim the G, the GT thing and then put Ratchet, I would have, that's yes. absolutely what I would I, would've, I, would've, I don't know, at, at, yeah. At this point, I would. I always try to. I know we should temper the expectations, but at this point, with how Sony has been ambitious with its PC endeavors, I kind of just expect that at least one of these showcases will announce like a PC port, just because.
1: Yeah. No. For sure. Um, we also we did get a reveal, which one I'm pretty excited for. I talked about last week. Uh, we got the Marathon reveal from Bungie, which is not exclusive to PlayStation. Which. I'm happy for. I'm happy that more fans are going to get to play Marathon in its newer, better form than playing it on the Apple II arcade. Because I know there was probably one of us in this room that's maybe played it on the Apple II arcade. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely um, didn't. <laughs> you generally didn't. No, I probably not. Um, Jeffrey was obviously the the Marathon expert. He
3: runs marathons every week. Well, I actually, I, I was just at, just at Ben's, Ben's this past week. weekend, and he he had his Apple II just covered in dust, and it was actually <laughs> just, a. A spider, there was oh, a spider, oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: um But, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that we're getting a new marathon. You know, we didn't get a whole lot on it. It was very kind of a quick and, you know, blink and you'll miss mm-hmm. it kind of like details hidden throughout the the little teaser trailer. Um, I'm sure we'll get to hear more on that as time progresses. Um... But, you know, it's pretty cool. It's good to see that Bungie's partnership with PlayStation is bringing some new stuff, even if it is also going to Xbox. <laughs> um, Everywhere else. <laughs> it's great. Um, but, yeah, like, it's it's a, it was a very strange showcase that we just didn't really get a whole lot of showcases, a lot of uh, exclusives or Sony first-party stuff. Um, like you said, Ben, like, we all expected Spider-Man to show up. We expected that to be the kind of the marquee uh, game to be shown off. Uh, but it would have been nice even if we have gotten a couple little teasers or logos like metroid prime 4 people are still hyped about metroid prime 4 and all we've seen is the number four in the metroid font i don't even know if that's technically a metroid font it could it could have been a papyrus font i don't know but like people still talk about that and are very excited for prime 4 based on the number four seeing that at a showcase years ago
0: To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show.
2: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God. And we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwein.
4: Coming January 2nd. Wherever podcasts are available. Um,
1: what comes before 4, though, is 3. And that's that leads me into Metal Gear Triangle. Um, which has three Whoa. sides. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this was a big one. Um we know that you know it's getting remade it looks gorgeous from the one cg trailer we got but we learned today through an interview with ign kojima's not involved in metal gear triangle um i'm always going to call it triangle you can call it delta whatever i like triangles sue me um metal gear delta i will uh metal gear triangle like it's not not gonna have kojima's involvement in it but my question to you guys does that matter um we like we know the parts like they know whatever team is making this remake they know the parts that go into uh Metal Gear 3 Snake Eater they know the parts of it like they can go play through the game if they boot up their PS2 or PS3 or um if they got the old you know backwards compatibility one or their
3: Vita for the the collection that they did
1: um does it matter uh Jeffrey you're a big Metal Gear fan right
3: Yeah, Yeah, I I love Metal Gear Solid. It's one of my favorite video game series. I was very excited when they announced Snake Eater, but I was just kind of immediately, again, this was during our TikTok watch party, where I was like, oh my God. Oh, but I mean, Kojima's obviously not going to be involved because he famously broke up with Konami. Konami broke up with him. And uh, I I think it's such a weird feeling where it's like Metal Gear Solid is very much Kojima's baby. Like that's what... That's how he was. That like that's his thing. That the names are snams together. A Hideo Kojima game, and it's weird to think that Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater will not have that in the title. A Hideo Kojima game. It it it, it doesn't feel right. But I feel like I know maybe Kojima would want people to play this game, a, a, assuming that they do stick to the source material, because for me it is like it right now in 2023. <laughs> I don't know what year I am. Uh, you can't play Metal Gear Solid easily. Like, on modern consoles, it is very hard. Metal Gear Solid 4 is still stuck on the PS3. There's yep. no way to play that. You, I, I, One time I tried to play that on PlayStation Now, just streaming. It, I couldn't do it. it. It was just laggy. It was bad. And I was like, why have they not? They've made so many collections of this. And and we're, and they, that was part of the showcase, too, that they're making a Master Collection Volume 1 with 1, 2, and 3 as, as it is as it existed, not remade, not remastered, whatever, which is fine. Great. I will buy that for PS5. I'm very excited. Um, hopefully those will still say, Hideo Kojima game, because that is his game. But, uh, yeah, I think, at the, the bottom line is that, I'm excited to play this again. If they change, too much of the game, I think, the game will get a negative, reaction, because they're straying away, from Kojima, when that's not, what anybody wants. We just want, what we've, known and loved. And, and i'm and I'm nervous about you know obviously different developers are working on it i I mean we don't know if it's like a, a remake or a remaster. we really don't know anything much about the game, and I feel like. I don't know, could, could, like, they're, like, remember when The Last of Us Part 1 hit PC and it was just full of bugs? Like I don't want that to happen with Snake Eater where it's just like, oh, this is a horrible mess. Like,
1: well, I hate to break it to you, it's specific... gonna be in the jungle, there's gonna be a lot of bugs in the jungle. Like there's just nothing oh, you can do about that. They're gonna be there.
3: I walked sure. into that one, Jada. That is good and <laughs> I yield my time. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben, how
1: about you? Are you a Metal Gear fan?
2: Uh, I I I wouldn't say I necessarily like a fan I do like the games I haven't played all of them actual um what? <laughs> yes well but it's like Snake Eater was in that time I watched uh, a friend of mine play through the the whole game um that's how I experienced that game um but I can I think I can talk a little bit on the the, the politics of not having the creator involved yeah um I mean I know Jeffrey you know says that maybe it, Kojima would be like, yeah, I want people to play the game. I but I don't think he cares much for this at all. It's basically just a fully, like, it's a business decision. They can't release um, a Metal uh, Gear Solid game without, without him because the fans will revolt and they'll be like, well, it's not a real um, Metal Gear Solid game. They did that
3: with Metal Gear Survive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. So what wrong. they can let's, do uh, is uh, let's
1: go, leave <laughs> that one in. Let's <laughs> leave that one in the landfill. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: But it's, that, it's like, if you have a moneymaker, what do you do? You go back to your most popular one and you remake it. Yep. And that's what they're doing. So, I mean, that's the, the, the most cynical approach. Will it be a super fun game? Probably. The first one was. So, I, I mean, go for it. But, yeah, the fact that he's not involved... I, I don't know if hardcore fans will, will care to, ta- you know, get their hands on this take. Maybe they do. But he is, he, is, he is one of those creators that he's just tied too closely to the title that,
3: yeah,
2: you know, I didn't see him tweeting about it, which maybe that's a good thing. But if yeah.
1: Maybe
3: nothing is better than something. I wonder if he's not allowed to. Like, there's, like, this, like, agreement in place. Because if he had, like, yeah. spoken against it,
1: it might've killed so it. The yeah. fans
3: would have, yeah, the fans would have like yeah. revolted.
1: I feel like, I feel like if the game comes out and to Ben's point and it's done really well, it's a really good remake or remaster for it. I feel that he could be happy to see it and it's the form that he couldn't reach when Snake Eater originally launched because the technology wasn't there. And so like being able to see his vision brought to life in a newer, more fantastical way would be like nice to him, but also I I don't think I think he's just kind of like eh, I don't care until I see it yeah. kind of situation. Uh, Taylor, how about you? I know you're you're a Metal Gear fan.
4: Yes, um, it's funny because Snake Eater was actually my first Metal Gear game. <laughs> mm. But I, you know, I there's a lot I want to say about this. So I guess, firstly, in regards to I guess how Kojima feels about it. If anything, the only thing I would take away from this is that I I feel like. One thing that I feel I would hope most people would take away once the remake comes out is that they realize how much of a masterpiece the original was. Mm. And you know, in regards to like who's making it, I assume that Konami did proper vetting and making sure that people who worked on previous Metal Gear projects, hopefully not Metal Gear Survive, um, <laughs> would, you know, were working on this and they understand the framework, they understand like what makes Metal Gear Solid like a franchise and like what makes this game great. The other thing that I noticed today, just like doing some research, was I saw an article that. Uh, the Verge wrote, where it said that, you know, they pointed out that uh, the remake will reuse old, uh, like, voice lines from the original game with no changes. And I have so many questions about that. I was like, as in, like, they're just going to just reuse those, like, those those voices? Or are they going to reuse those lines? Because I was like, that is such a vague,
1: yeah. like,
4: word. I was like, how exactly are going to do this? Now, if they do it in the regard where it's like they're just reusing the voices from the original game, then I feel like that's kind of problematic because it's like are you really remaking the game because it's like you're kind of just it feels more like a remix at that point. You're just
1: copying somebody else's (laughs) homework.
4: Well yeah and so it's like I would hope that I would hope that if I do it like I would hope that they would you know re-record the lines and maybe make some small tweaks maybe go the route like Resident Evil 4 remake did or Final Fantasy 7 remake but when I saw that I was like oh that made me a little bit of a nervous Rex. Yeah
1: Mm -hmm. um so I've only played through Metal Gear Twin Snakes that's the only one I've finished I've tried snake eater uh had a hard time getting into it long cut scenes just they they put me to sleep sorry kojima you make amazing games but i I fall asleep in long cut scenes it's just the way I, my body works um i played metal <laughs> gear 4 on the ps3 and that was also a very long cut scene so i think i made it maybe five or six hours before i let that the one go
2: 90
4: <laughs> yeah, like of it is a movie <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> i think i put I, the 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 most memorable thing I have from Metal Gear Solid 4 is I played the online multiplayer because this was one of the ones that they were like, Hey, let's do online multiplayer. And I remember I snuck up on this person I CQC'd him, knocked him unconscious, and then I threw a grenade at him and hit him in the crotch <laughs> with the grenade, and then I ran away, and the grenade blew up and didn't kill him. And I was like, okay, I'm done with this game. Like, this is not realistic. <laughs> 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 like, how does a grenade blow up on somebody's nether regions, and it just they just get up and shoot me? Like, what? <laughs> Bro, I was like, I could have shot them.
3: <laughs> you're telling me it's a grenade to surpass Metal Gear? <laughs>
1: oh but yeah so i'm really hoping that we get some you know good information and just more any information really on this remake um because we just really there's so much in the air right now that we don't know it's really hard to speculate when we don't even know the development team yet that's working on this darn game um which you know that you know speaking of inspiring confidence earlier uh nothing makes me more confident than not knowing what team is make remaking a beloved (laughs) franchise that's my Um, favorite yeah um Shifting into a another thing that showed up at the showcase that I'm very excited for, and I don't know if you guys are uh, like to throw fists, but I like to throw fists. And Street Fighter VI showed up, showed off a really cool trailer, um, and I've been playing it for quite a while. Our review just went up this morning, I believe, at like midnight uh, by Mitchell Saltzman. We gave it a nine out of ten. Definitely go check out his review. It's so like detailed and covers like basically everything in the game. Um, with the standouts being the all the the online lobby system, the the balancing, the characters, it covers like everything. So definitely go check out his review. Um, there's a few things that you know we me and him both because we've been playing online against each other. Uh, he's mostly wiping the floor with me, though. I went on a couple twelve win sprees against other people in our friend group, which makes me feel good. I just I'm working my way to being better than Mitchell, um, but it's going to take some time, a lot of time in the lab. A um, few things it doesn't get right. Uh, for me is the World Tour mode, which is this single-player mode, which is meant to teach new people and get them kind of, like, introduced into fighting games, With as because it, it gives you mechanics slowly over time. It's very unhinged. You're fighting Roombas, refrigerators, people wearing cardboard boxes, um you know just all types of different you know everything that jeffrey has cosplayed at over the last five years at ign like
3: <laughs> <laughs> um i was the cardboard boxes is a salt snake thing so i thought maybe yeah. yeah exactly
1: that's you know that's why that's why i figured you, you had probably done that once before you know um, <laughs> um and then like, the only other role in it so like the only gripe i have with that is it takes a little while to unlock a bunch of stuff in the world tour which is Part for the course, it's an RPG type of experience, but it does feel like it's a little slow even after as much time as I put into it, not having like level three supers for some of the characters that I've been training under um t- it's just kind of it's kind of weird um and then the other thing, the training mode freaking fantastic, so good, but it's a little cumbersome because some of the uh some of the tools and stuff are split between training character tra- character guides and then combo trials so like If you want like frame data, and I'm sure, I don't know if I'm speaking gibberish for anybody else on the cast, but the frame data, like knowing when you have advantage or disadvantage on an attack, like you can see that when you're in regular training, but when you're going through combo trials, learning, hey, how good is this combo? You can't see that there. You have to go then redo the combo in combo trials, but also you don't have the prompt there. So if you're still learning that combo, you're like, okay, how do I do this combo? Like, what are the buttons? I need, it's like, I need flashcards so I can remember all the combos. but yeah, but honestly, that's it. That's my that's my two negative things. And I still I'm still doing that. I'm going through I've been going through the combo trials every day and just kind of practicing for uh, before when online turns on and on Friday. But like super hype for Street Fighter 6. Are you guys any of you guys Street
4: Fighter fans? Taylor? Yes. Yeah? Casual fan, but yeah, I was like, like I think if I if I played Mitchell, he'd probably wipe the floor with me fifty <laughs> times. Out of fifty times, but
1: I, I, <laughs> Mitchell yeah. is so good, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I take a couple sets here and there, but man, some some <laughs> some nights when I'm just like off my game, it's literally that. It's zero and fifty against Mitchell. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah,
4: I, I I did read his review and I watched the video. Uh, component as well and yeah I was I what he was saying about World Tour I was like that's kind of what I was thinking it was probably going to be like I felt like it was probably going to be the, the weakest link of Street Fighter 6 mm-hmm. uh, but hearing you say that it you know it's basically kind of like you know um, like a uh, for what I'm taking away from it feels like a, a good tutorial for like beginners yep. uh, and I like to think that maybe this might be a game that will make it easier for people to get into to the to fighting games especially Street Fighter because the last several years Street Fighter has really gotten complex with just the mechanics and all that jazz so i'm actually excited to check out world tour especially since i am just basically someone who just mashes buttons and then hopes for the best there's not really (laughs) much uh, strategy to how i play fighting games i just gotta just press the buttons as fast as i can and hope i don't get carpal tunnel or cramp up my hand
1: yeah no it's gonna be i think it's gonna be really great uh for a lot of newcomers coming to the series especially with the new modern control scheme um i You know, I'm sure that we're going to see, since that is going... The Modern Control Scheme is going to be tournament legal. We're going to see some tournament entrants use the Modern Control Scheme. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of stacks up to the classic control style um, for those people. And then for the people who are really new into it, there's a new dynamic uh, control scheme, which is only available offline. But basically, AI predicts what move is best next. And so you just kind of takes it down to like one or two buttons and movement and ai oh. takes over takes the wheel for you um so you you know you win or lose based on the ai um <laughs> oh wow i hate that <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean really you can if you lose because in that mode like is it really you
4: losing or is it the
1: ai losing though ben ah you always have some it's you losing because you didn't blame. try to figure
4: it out yourself you let ai use it <laughs> yes.
3: so you lost as soon as you selected ai <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: this is like um, when I go
3: home and play Super Smash Brothers, and just put two CPUs and just watch them fight.
4: <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of, or like when you play Madden games, there's like the Ask Madden feature. It's like, oh yeah, what, what do they want you to do? And then you pre- you, you pick that, <laughs> and then that next thing you know, Madden. interception. Do do you do? <laughs> it's like, excuse me, you,
3: Mr. John, I would love to know how to play. <laughs>
4: uh,
3: yeah, no, for sure. <laughs>
1: uh ben jeffrey either of you guys jumping into street fighter i want to yeah
2: i haven't played street fighter game uh well i played uh street fighter (laughs) 5 when it came out for the ps3
1: that's right right oh
4: wait five for the ps4 (laughs) are you (laughs) (laughs) at launch five was was so
1: it was very it was lacking uh, for the the most (laughs) the most politically (laughs) correct way i could say it five was lacking at launch
2: it right. was real so yeah so that's what i that was the last time i touched these games but as a kid like i was a huge fan of the property surprisingly a big fan of the movie as well uh you know guy is my is my boy um so i'm excited like especially hearing it more and more from yourself and mitchell like how it's fun it is to jump in and if it is kind the newbies and people who are kind of getting back into it that absolutely i want to be playing with you well not mitchell but with you, you know.
1: <laughs> nobody wants to, uh, <laughs> nobody wants to fight mitchell um you're too
3: good mitchell
1: <laughs> <laughs> how about you
3: jeffrey uh, yeah, I mean, right now I've just been using, uh, Ryu and Smash and Chun-Li in Fortnite, so I'm excited to actually play a game
4: that it's probably- <laughs> Hey, I'm glad Ryu from, I'm glad Ryu from Smash finally got a game. Right? Ryu from
3: Smash, Ryu from Fortnite. Everyone in the comments is like, how dare he? Um, uh, no, yeah, I actually got to play a little bit of Street Fighter 6 outside of the, uh, the beta, uh, at PAX east mm-hmm. and i played it with an influencer it was like part of an ign video we did and i i used chun li uh and i was very bad so oh, yeah. i'm excited to see if i'm still bad when that game comes. so
1: out. i will just be on idea. it chun li is a tougher character to pick up mostly just because if you're not like used to playing Street Fighter, she's a charge character, so a lot of her attacks involve charge in- inputs, which you probably—I oh, don't yeah. even know if I you know that. what that means.
4: Jeffrey's like, "What is?" I know some of those words, said Jeffrey. yeah, like a
3: charge shotgun in Fortnite, which Chun Li is. Exactly,
4: exactly.
1: But yeah, but there's a lot of other characters that are a lot easier to get into. So, um, and like I said, the training and tutorials teach you the ins and outs for each character. So if you do want to learn Chun Li. More power to you, just jump into your trials and do that first. Um, and then maybe you'll stand a chance against the random people online. Um... <laughs> um so... We got a little bit of time left. Um... What other games stood out from the showcase for you guys? What, are, what were your big ones? Taylor, what, was the, what okay. was the one that kind of stood out? Oh, Ben, you got one? You got one ready? Sounds ready. like you've been I'm, waiting. I'm, I'm oh, yeah, he, he's going my notes.
2: Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, No, I'm just stretching because I'm about to knock Jeffrey me. out. Threw my frame. Yeah, I'm excited to play <laughs> Street Fighter. <laughs> or I call Studio Fighter. What? Um, sword of the Sea. That, that was so... Are you
3: asking us?
2: No, <laughs> Sword of the Sea.
3: Uh,
2: that looks like such a beautiful game, and especially from the pedigree that comes from the people who create a journey, like, yes, mm-hmm. that is it. That, that's one of those, those titles I'm like, yeah, I, I, I need to be playing that, plug that into my veins. Obviously, like, so many of these still coming to Xbox, but that doesn't matter. You can play it wherever you want to play it, as long as it's exactly. um, fun. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing it on the screen now. I have to have a look at it while it's like, look
1: at that. I, I, the whole... When I was like, w-, yeah. I was gonna say the whole time I was playing, I was like, I was like, are we getting journey two? Like, are we right. seriously gonna get a second journey? Like, how is that gonna work? Um, yeah. but I was I was hyped. But yeah, Sword of the Sea looks fantastic. Um Taylor, how about room. you?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I round. was really
4: excited to see Alan Wake Two. I was really excited. I'm glad we got a release date for that. Mm-hmm. So
1: Yeah, Alan Wake Two looks fantastic. Uh, you know, good, always good to get a little bit of a little thriller, a little horror coming in. It's what, October seventeenth, I believe? So right in yes. time for spooky season, uh, Jeffrey, how about you?
3: Yeah, I I really I I know we joked about foam stars earlier. Uh, no, <laughs> no joke, that looks like a great. It, name. it looks fun. Look, I I'm. The first thing I was like, oh no, is this going to be like another knockout city, which was like really fun. And then that's they just pulled the all plug. All right. So and, Jeffrey's
1: like... favorite game is Foam Stars. That's the one he wants to see more of.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. I didn't. Well, that's all the time we have. Uh... <laughs> no, they're making the internet. It was a laughing stock. No, it's great. Look, it, it wasn't a I'll laughing stock. I think people loved love to clown on it. I, I, I saw a tweet that was like, oh, I can't wait to play Uh foam stars on my Sony Wii U gamepad. Or sorry, Splatoon on (laughs) my Wii U. Jeffrey. All right, Jeffrey
1: Splatoon on my my (laughs) Sony (laughs) Wii. Jeffrey,
3: is Foam Stars your
1: big one you're excited for or not? Yes or no?
3: no, it's Metal Gear Solid Delta okay. Snake Eater all and right. Spider Man Two, of course. Did it, I mean, we are. Right. I mean, I feel like we all. Sorry, said, Jeffrey. I'm <laughs> cutting you off. Cutting you off,
1: bud. Ben, just <laughs> no. take them off camera. All right, we're, out of, I love we're foam out of time. Stars. We're out of time. We're <laughs> out of time. We gotta go. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure to tune in next week as we have Stig Asmussen, the game director, joining us in the studio for a special spoiler cast episode around Jedi Survivor. So if you haven't finished the game yet, you have one week left before we spoil all the things about it so uh get to playing um thank you everybody for joining us for the show it was a blast for beyond 803 thank you taylor thank you ben thank you jeffrey it was a great show i had a great time and uh with that
3: beyond beyond beyond